drama, comedy. Two sides of the same coin. Riverdale wasn't just a teen dramedy. It was a study in teenage angst, yearning, and nostalgia. They didn't know it when they started their journey, but Macintosh and Maude were on their way to a newfound obsession. Life's not like an Agatha Christie novel. It's a lot messier. Welcome to the doghouse. shutdown of Southside High forces Jughead and his fellow serpents to transfer to Riverdale High. We're back, y'all! It's been a month. Hello, Bulldogs! I'm so excited. What's going on in the doghouse? Uh, a lot, apparently, because we're in the doghouse a lot this episode. Uh, for those of you who are new joining us, the doghouse is what we call the student lounge. They are the Bulldogs, and that's where Bulldogs hang out. In the doghouse. Mm-hmm. All well, right. First, we gotta... Recap. The recap. All right, let's do it. Mayor shutting down the serpents. Bughead broke up. Cheryl got assaulted. Penny burned some money. Nick had an accident. Barchi is a real thing. Cheryl saw it all. It's someone's taking pictures. What? This is actually a pretty good season opener. Um. Okay, it's not a perfect episode. It's a pretty crummy episode, so I don't know. Okay, but if we are thinking of the last nine episodes as like season 1.5, and this is the real beginning of season two. This is not a bad way to start. They hit the ground running. You're going to have to convince me. Yeah, I'm not going to work that hard. <laughs> okay. Did you always see a town where bad things always seem to happen? Oh, my gosh. Riverdale became one of those towns. Uh, we're back again with the Jughead. Melancholy Jughead. Uh, my name is Jughead, and I narrate things. That is not a Jughead voice. That is Archie's voice. Uh, the recent janitor turned serial killer. Um, we got back to, you know... Putting um, away our Christmas decorations. Uh, you know, meetings behind doors, and we see the mayor is meeting with the lodges at the Pembroke. And, and Hermione winks at Veronica. Uh, and she winks back, and Penelope is coming down her stairs in a robe counting money. And it's just business as usual. And Penelope says hello to Cheryl and says, I finally earned enough for that tree and those ridiculous presents you bought. Bravo, Mother. Never mind that I'm in a bordello with a woman of the night. Oh, it wasn't that different from when I was younger, you know, having my choice of suitors. <laughs> you, ugh, you almost sound proud. I'm just providing comfort and companionship to the lonely men of Riverdale. Ew! Ew, 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 ew! You wanted me to get a job, Cheryl. Ugh. <laughs> so Penelope is a whore sex in the literal term. Sex worker. Whore. Sex She is worker. trading sex for money. Yes, therefore she is doing work with sex. She is a sex worker. She has to work hard for the money. So hard for it, honey. I'm so ashamed of you right now. <laughs> like, you should be embarrassed. Oh, I'm always embarrassed. Okay, that, that's good. That's just your default mode? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Cheryl is horrified by all this. Like, what the fuck? Which, on the other hand, I'm a little like, you get yours, Penelope. Good job, Penelope. You have some fun. Nicely done. She's not a penny. No. She's Penelope. Penelope. Ugh, too many. So we cut to the Pembroke, and Hiram and Hermione uh, walk in to talk to Veronica. We just want to make sure you're still good with the plan, because you'll be at ground zero. You're going to be in the eye of a hurricane, and, uh, oh, fuck you, Veronica. You said the same thing when I was going shopping in Soho during Occupy Wall Street. No! Okay, uh, ground zero... Uh, is is not an appropriate term to refer to Occupy Wall Street demonstrations. Like, this is just, just, they tried so hard to be very politically correct when it came to all of the mentions about Veronica and Cheryl's assaults. Yeah. But then they pull this shit. No. You can't have it both ways. I'm just so sick of her being this. I mean... You could totally play against type with her and have her struggle with the rich stuff, but instead you just make her be a rich bitch. Yep. Which is what Cheryl's supposed to be. Yeah, and Cheryl does it so much better. 
It's way more entertaining. Veronica needs to be in conflict with that, so why is she making references like going to Soho during Occupy Wall Street? Ugh, you're the problem. Go away. Yeah. It makes me hate Veronica, and I want to like Veronica. I definitely don't like Veronica in this episode. We'll get to it later. Uh, Veronica assures her parents that I will keep them from revolting when the news breaks. Okay, Marie Antoinette. All right, we cut to Archie, and he's getting ready for school, and Fred comes in, and he's asking him about his medical bills. He's like, hey, did you tell anybody about this? And Archie's like, why? No, I didn't tell anybody, except Veronica. And Fred But she wouldn't. Uh, well, Fred explains that his bill has been paid in full by an angel donation. And somebody goes, oh, man, I'll get to the bottom of it. No, and, no, you just focus on school. Uh, Archie has grabbed his guitar, and Fred's like, hey, it's nice to see you with that. You haven't you haven't touched that in a while. Archie says, well, I wrote a lot over the break, and I'm thinking about starting a band, like the Fredheads. Uh, and so as Archie's leaving, we get more uh, surveillance photos. <laughs> Yeah, so he's being watched. Archie catches up with Veronica at school and asks her about the hospital bill. And's like, hey, did you tell your parents? And Veronica says, yeah, they wanted to help. And besides, we can. Don't, are, are, you know, is your dad upset? Are you? No, I'm crazy about you, Ronnie. And they start making out. And they're making out as they go into the... Doghouse! Bag. And Betty and Kevin are there and they see it. And Betty just kind of shrugs it off like, whatever. By the way, he says I'm crazy about you, and I just wrote, No, you're not, you dumb boy. No. You're totally not. Mm-mm. So then Principal Weather- Weatherby gets up. Yeah, fuck you, Weatherby. Uh, and he makes an announcement over the loudspeakers. And then, uh, no. Announcement, everybody. Southside High is shutting down. Oh, no, no. He's a- he's angrier than this. Attention, everyone. Emails are going out. It's like a drill fucking instructor. This is not how any district would handle this, unless it was like a natural disaster emergency. Hey, by the way, if this is your first time listening, we hate Principal Weatherby. He's horrible. He's the worst. Uh, and he explains that some other, the kids from Southside High are going to be transferred to different schools in the district, including Riverdale. And, okay, then we cut to the basketball team practicing, and none of them have shirts on. I don't know any high school that would actually allow that indoors. <laughs> There's no supervision either. No. You don't you're you can't go into a facility without some <laughs> adult watching. It's just a beefcake moment for Reggie, which, you know, all right. I'll, <laughs> I'll allow it. And, and then we cut to uh, the girls' locker room with the Vixens, and this scene is so poorly done because you can see Cheryl's face, but before she's fully ramped up, we get Midge rushing to Cheryl and going Cheryl, and Cheryl breaks into, my home life is a Dickensian nightmare, and I won't have school turned into one, too. <sighs> it is the most soap opera-y cartoon moment I've seen on this show. When the fuck, there was no confrontation, there was no scene buildup whatsoever. If Cheryl was having a fucking meltdown like, and Midge intervened, it would make sense. Like, literally, I can see Midge giving... Cheryl, her cue to say her line. Yeah. She rushes up. Like, it's so bad. Well, you can see Midge get her cue from the director to go walk. Yeah, that was bad. There's some shitty ass directing this episode. Oh, yeah. So then we cut back to the doghouse, and Archie goes, So what does that mean? <laughs> because of course he does. Uh, and Betty says, Jughead is coming back. Kevin was like, Are you ready for that? And Betty's like, We're fine. Kevin Keller doesn't buy this. He kind of, like, gives her that knowing look of, like, bullshit, girl. No, you don't. And Veronica, and someone's, I don't remember who says it, like, why? Why is this happening? And Veronica, oh, it's probably just some Byzantine, archaic uh, town ordinance that nobody knows anything about, but we will welcome them as though they are our own flesh and blood. Girl, I thought you knew how to lie better. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. What the hell? Here's, here's why she's so bad at lying. Because none of this is to benefit her. She doesn't care. She is not lying of her own accord. She is lying because this is her the role she's been told to play. Uh, That's why. Because she is a good liar. We've seen her do it. Bad. All right. So we go to Southside High, and Tony is sitting on the steps of the school with Jughead, and she's reading something, and uh, you know they're they're kind of like giving each other a hard time. Props to you, Jug. It's very Lovecraftian. Did you use a typewriter? He goes, uh, yeah, I wanted to get into that Lovecraft vibe. Oh, you sure it's that? Not the fact that Betty bought you a typewriter as a gift? 
Nice one, Tony. Nice one. Uh, and Jughead's just like, no comment. And he folds up his paper and puts it in his jacket. Like, it's, I like their banter. Hey, Tony Topaz, you're good people. Like, I like you. Stick around. Nothing additionally romantic is going to happen between them, which is good. No. Um, but I like I like their banter. Uh-huh. I like their friendship. It does remind me a lot of the stuff with Betty. She's like his sister. No. Well. No. That's okay. Weird. His work friend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, uh, Sweet Pea and Fangs come out of the school and they're hollering and uh, Jughead and Tony are like, what's up? And they're like, they're closing down this school. They've said it's dangerous and it must be quarantine and we're going to Riverdale High. Time to beat up those Northsiders. Right, and now we cut back to the mayor and we're at her office and the lodges are there and they're talking about, oh, you know, the, I'm going to get tons of calls from the parents and the lodges say, you know what, in two days, it'll be old news, just like with the Black Hood. But in a few, where you just keep it going, and in a few weeks, we will purchase the land beneath Southside High. And in return, you will get a sizable donation to your re-election campaign. Immediately, six calls come in on the telephone. And they make eyes at each other. And, oh, who called this one? Me. TV genius. Oh, yes, I had previously predicted that the lodges were going to be the reason why Southside High was going to close. And then they were probably going to buy that land. No, no one disputes your TV genius. I just, I just need to remind you. Uh, Betty goes home, and it's a creepy vibe. And she's walking up the stairs, and she pulls out her mace. But not her, just any mace. Her pink flowery mace. Oh, yeah. It's got to be pink flowery mace. <laughs> and she runs into Polly, who is in her room packing stuff up, and who is no longer pregnant. I, I had the twins, Betty. You didn't call us. Mom will be crushed. The leaders of the farm... Told us to sever all ties. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. Oh, you mean the cult you joined? No, there's no stigma there about my babies. Which, okay, that is fair. Like, it's a fair reason for Polly to want to be away. Because be like, nobody there knows that my my children are a result of incest. Yeah, well, I'm going to steal this from Karen and Georgia of, uh, of my favorite murder. Mm-hmm. You're in a cult. Call your dad. <laughs> oh, but even worse than the cult... Find out the names of the babies. Oh, boy. Juniper and Dagwood. Which even Betty's like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, I could get behind Juniper. I predicted it could be a flower or something of the color red. Okay, I said Scarlet. Poppy would have been a good one. Uh, but we named one after a dude who lays on couches and eats giant sandwiches. What type of Flower or plant or can you use for a boy's name? Bark. <laughs> That's all I got. Elm. Oak. Teak. No. Te- oh, teak would have been cool, actually. Ash. Ooh, ash would have been really good. But instead... Those sound more like stains, though. But anyway, so they go with Dagwood. Whatever. This is so bad. We're never going to see those kids. No, we're not. Pro- probably never. We might not see Polly again. I'd be okay if Polly got killed by now, because this is just so horrible. <laughs> We're going to replace her with a different sibling anyways. No. Uh, Betty yells at Polly and says, you're being cruel and selfish and vindictive, and Polly's walking out with her nightlight, and Betty's like, no, you don't need that. Uh, the farm probably doesn't have electricity anyways. Hey, that's mine. And so Betty's being pretty cold to Polly, too. Also randomly being a teenager at that moment. A little bit, which I like. I like this moment. Yeah, but they're hard-cutting between them a lot more. True. Like, it's like, adult, adult, adult. Oh, I'm a teenager for a minute. Okay, now I'm an adult again. <laughs> it's like, dude, come on. Blend it a little bit better. All right. Archie's walking along the street and comes across a black van. And a and man in a dark suit. Special Agent Adams of the FBI. Hey, the FBI finally fucking showed up. Can we take a walk? <laughs> and Pimpertan. Okay, I'm calling it right now. There's no way he is the real, legit fucking FBI. Let's let's get there, because I have my legal qualms. And I will talk about them as we go along. There are many. There are so many. There are many. So, Archie has walked away with Special Agent Adams and... Stranger danger! Pretty much. And Special Agent Adams is saying, you know, I used to come here every weekend. Um, and Archie's like, you're from Riverdale? Like, yeah, I, that's why I was assigned this case. What case? 
How do you know Hiram Lodge? How well do you know Hiram Lodge? Uh, we think he's um, conducting some criminal activity here in Riverdale. No way! But uh, Mr. Lodge is just a businessman. <laughs> and so Special Agent Adams kind of retells the series of events with the St. Clairs. You know, these really rich people show up. They're supposed to be involved in this business, but then they're not for some reason. And then their son suffers an accident. Do you know why? And Archie's like, I don't know. Look, mm. all I know is Ronnie's my girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> and Special Agent Adam is like, look, he is a dangerous man. Uh, think you can help us? You want to? I don't really remember this whole exchange because it's so bad. And Archie finally points out and goes, hey, man, isn't this illegal? Also, no. is this even legal? Don't you have to talk to my dad? Hey, Archie, smart move. Not- Should have said that in the first fucking place. Well, then Special Agent Adams goes, your dad? You mean the one who's in business with Lodge Industries? For all we know, he's involved. Which is a threat. So that's a problem. <laughs> well, uh, I got it here. Um, and then Special Agent Adams is like, you know, if you were able to help us, we could become more certain. Okay, let's count the legal problems. Number one, he's discussing a case with a fucking minor. Let's start there. This kid can't give his consent to shit because he's 16 fucking years old. Yep. Number two, federal jurisdiction over what accounts to small fries business dish issues? Did Hiram go away for federal crimes? We don't know, but we do know Canada is involved, so crossing uh, borders. Yeah, show me some proof where the money ties in. Number three, the FBI does not blackmail you unless you're actually guilty of something. They don't start trying to leverage you if you're just a fucking cooperating witness. This dude hasn't even just questioned him on Mm -hmm. things to start with. And I really don't think there's any time the FBI would use a minor unless that minor was actually informing against their actual family member. Well, I think we'd be amazed at what links the FBI would in fact go to. Okay, not for Hiram Lodge. Not for this bullshit. No. Not even close. So we cut to Archie, and he's sitting in his kitchen, and he's thinking, and Fred comes in. He's like, yep, it was Hiram. I traded 20% of Andrew's construction to cover the 86000 And Archie's like, why'd you do that? That just puts us further in, in with him. And they just bailed me out of a problem. What's the issue, Archie? Mm-hmm. So Archie's like, oh, shit, we cannot. This is bad. This is bad. This is bad. Uh, we cut to Alice walking in her house. Goes, the mayor's hiding something. The schools just don't close overnight. Hey, she's the first one to put that together. Duh. <laughs> Thank you, Alice Cooper. And Betty brings up Polly. She goes, um, Mom, Polly? And Alice goes, oh, have you heard from her? Uh, I've been leaving messages for her, and I want to know what color she wants the nursery paint, and I want to have everything ready for when the babies come. Poor Alice Cooper. And Betty just kind of goes, no, I, I, I was just wondering if you had heard from her. She can't break her mom's heart. No. Oh. So now Jughead is at Pops talking to his dad, and he goes, it's a public health hazard. Apparently there's a meth lab in the basement. <laughs> they closed it down because of toxic fumes. It like... wasn't a meth lab. It was jingle jingle. <sighs> it's uh, fucking drugs, Jughead. Like, something smells fishy. And FP's like, yeah, how about the real reason you don't want to go back to Riverdale High? Oh, yeah, the reason that just walked in the door. And Betty shows up. Betty thanks Jughead for meeting with her. And Jughead says, oh, yeah, you know, I thought it would be good to clear the air. And Betty says, actually, I need your help. Remember that baby that my mom gave up uh, for adoption? And Jughead's like, oh, yeah, the long-lost Cooper sibling. Betty says, I need your social worker's number to help me find him. And Jughead's like, well, yeah, I'll help, but why? And Betty explains that Polly had the twins and she didn't tell mom. And I know my mom's crazy, but she's also really sad. Um, and so Jughead's kind of like, oh, man, that sucks. And he's like, yeah, I'll send you Mrs. Weiss's number. And Betty says, well, and I'm happy you're going to be back at Riverdale. So that resolves everything. Well, they're <laughs> going to they're gonna play nice with each other. Of course. Which is fair. We cut to the Pembroke and Archie's there having dinner with the Lodges and he says, you know, thank you for helping my dad. And the Lodge is like over, are, are way too like, oh, it was no big deal. He would have done it for us. Bullshit. 86. 
thousand dollars. Veronica's like, well, anyways, um, I have started a welcoming committee for tomorrow's arrivals. And uh, I'm hoping that you'll stand by my side, Archie. And Archie's like, uh, yeah, sure, whatever. I don't care. Hey, um, what about Southside High closing down? Isn't that bad for business? Uh, and Hiram is just kind of like side-eyes him and says, well, drugs and theft are bad for business. And Archie's like, what about the St. Clairs? They're not going to be mad, are they? And Veronica pipes right up and goes, um, the St. Clairs are not investors anymore uh, uh, because of what happened with Cheryl. And everyone's starting to get a little uncomfortable and Archie is just so obvious with <laughs> what he's doing. <laughs> and I guess it's Veronica or Hiram. Someone explains, oh, yes, he had an accident out, out driving or maybe it was driving there or when he was on the ski slopes, but... Uh, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think we even talked to him since the accident occurred. I'm not sure. And Archie's like, well, he's okay, isn't he? And Hermione's just like, uh, he was good enough to go back to Greenwich Prep. Nobody wants to say a word. Yeah. So Archie lies awake at night. Half beef. I called it a half beef because we only see the top of his chest. That sounds so dirty. <laughs> <laughs> don't use that ever again. I won't. No. And it's not a beefcake moment at all. <laughs> Archie sleeps without a shirt on. That's not a beefcake moment. <laughs> but Archie lays awake at night. And then he stares at a card. Next day, the Southside students arrive. And there's a welcoming committee, which is the cheesiest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. And if I were a Southside student, I would have turned over her table and been like, fuck off, bitch. <laughs> Archie, Veronica, and Kevin are basically the full welcoming committee. Yes, Veronica says, hello, friends. Uh, and she's like, you know, I've, I've, you know, I've got everything ready so you can find your lockers and your schedules and a full list of sports and extracurricular activities. Oh, my God. And then we get Stand Down, Ava Perone, and it's Cheryl and Reggie and all of the River Vixens walking down the stairs. And Jughead just sees her and goes, there's that school spirit I remember fondly. <laughs> Veronica turns around and goes, no one invited fascist Barbie. No one invited Southside scum into my school. I will not allow our GPA to suffer. Say that to my face. <laughs> Tony says that. Cheryl turns to Tony and is like, uh, happily queen of the buskers. Uh, Archie, can we get along? <laughs> Veronica, I'm sick of this toxic masculinity. And then, and then this gets, it gets so much worse than Principal Weatherby. Enough with the pomp and circumstance. Get to class. Oh my god. It gets, oh, it keeps getting better. Then Reggie, you traitors picked the wrong side. And he's saying that to Veronica. And then Cheryl goes up to Archie and he says, nice to see you two back together after I spied that kiss over Christmas. Uh, care to reconsider your allegiance? And Archie makes the biggest, dumbest Archie face. Oh, fudge. <laughs> Because that's what Archie would say. Fudge. <laughs> All right. Then we have a cut and we come back and it's Archie and Cheryl in a classroom. I was surprised, but pleased to get your text. What the fuck is she posing? They they set this scene up so bad. She turns around and does like a, a yoga twist back pose like she's a 40 Twos. No. I don't know. No, no, I get that. But she's doing that on purpose. Ugh, it just read so fake. Well, yes, it's Cheryl. Hello. I don't know. Uh, it's basically Cheryl says, um, join me or I'll tell. And Archie's like, we were on a break. <laughs> <laughs> Literal, we were on a break moment. I would have died of happiness if he actually said we were on a break. That would have been way better. He said we were broken up then, which is true. And Cheryl says, do you really think you can outmaneuver me? And Archie kind of goes in on her and says, I want to talk about Nick St. Clair. And Cheryl's just like, I have nothing to say. Archie tells her about there's been a car crash. And Cheryl says, I could care less. I only regret the fact that I burned that check. And Archie's kind of confused about what that is. And so they kind of explain. And then Cheryl says, yeah, but nothing would have happened if he, if Veronica hadn't stopped him the night before because Nick got physical with her. And Archie didn't know this. And Archie says, I'm going to murder him. And Cheryl is genuinely shocked. She was like, I, I genuinely thought you, you knew. And there must be some reason she didn't tell you. And it wasn't my place to, to let you know. 
And Archie's like, yeah, I think there's a reason why she didn't tell me, and I think I know what it is. Cheryl drops her entire game. Yeah, she completely backs off and is like, oh, fuck, because she didn't have a right to share that. Um, she thought he knew, because that's the type of thing you would probably tell your boyfriend. Usually. Usually. Unless you're Veronica Lodge. Well, she's got to keep all her secrets safe. She, she's not going to be vulnerable with Archie. Nope. I'm sorry, but I believe that the I love you is fake. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. It's totes fake. It's totes fake. But yeah, and I think Archie knows that she's protecting her parents. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, then we cut to Betty is at Pops with Miss Weiss. And she explains that his adoption records were, or, or his papers were unsealed when he turned 18. And his name is Charles Smith. But he stayed in the foster system and was never adopted. And the last address they have for him is two towns over in Centerville. So that sounds good. A sure. nice, A nice life for him. Yes. And then we're in the doghouse. We go back to the doghouse. And Veronica goes up to Tony and she goes, Hi, I don't think we've been introduced. I'm Veronica Lodge. And Jughead Jughead says... Pinky up, by the way. Of the Park Avenue Lodges. He's (laughs) making total... I'm sorry, but we need more Jughead makes fun of Veronica. Yes. We need more of that. We need more Jughead makes fun of everyone. True. But these are the moments. This and the... You don't ever have to ask me if I'm hungry. Like, I need more scenes of him just making love to a sweet hamburger. Like, that just needs to happen more. Oh, you need more Jughead. An like actual <laughs> Jughead. I need a little more comic book Jughead. Please. Just a little bit more. Take the tension down a little bit. It would it would be great. Uh, Tony says, I'm Tony. Tony Topaz. Oh, the purple colored gemstone. And then Josie says, I'm Josie. Formerly of the Pussycats and now just Josie. Which, I feel so bad for her. Because you can tell she's just, like, she's a little lost. Yeah, but it's also kind of her fault. It is. But I do still feel bad for her. Because she knows she fucked up. And then, uh, Kevin. No, no, no. And then we get, uh, Kevin saying, oh, I'm Kevin. And then we see Fangs. He goes, I'm Fogarty, but you can call me Fangs. Your last name is Keller, right? Yeah, how did you know that? Me and Joaquin used to hang out. He used to talk about you all the time. And then we get this little wink. And I don't care if Fangs is gay, bi, or whatever. But I love, love that Joaquin was talking about Kevin. Uh Uh-huh. That is so great for Kevin. Also, does that mean we might get a backdoor for Joaquin later? (gasps) Bring back Joaquin. Bring back Joaquin. Just a little bit. Just a little bit for like prom or something. I want Joaquin to show up and be Kevin's date so he doesn't have to be ghost ag. No, he might come back. That'd be great. Everything's died down with all the other stuff. He can he can make it back into town now. Yeah. But like, I don't know. It's great. Like, I don't I don't care. Like, I don't think anything's gonna happen between Fangs and Kevin. But I like that, like, there's this knowing, like, oh, we can have a conversation because he was really good friends with Joaquin. So, like, that can be one of his buds. But before we can enjoy any of this, Principal I'm an Asshole Weatherby shows up. <sighs> Veronica and the serpents go into the hallway, and there is serpent graffiti on the seal. Oh my god, heavens it's, to Betsy. It's a cartoon fucking snake. Uh, and Reggie's standing there looking real smug. He's like, see, they tag their turf. And Weatherby says, as of right now, there will be no gang behavior. No more serpent jackets and tattoos will be covered. Okay, why wasn't that part of the dress code already? Also, I'm sorry, was previously gang activity allowed? Also, what a fuck twit. You can see what the serpent looks like on all of their jackets. And you can see that that's basically a freaking cartoon drawing of a it's serpent. It's a Reggie doodle. Yeah. It's, he should have gotten Chuck. Chuck is the one who's trying to be a cartoon artist. Oh, good lord. It's oh, so bad. It's so bad, but it's kind of awesome at how bad it is. <laughs> well, what's really awful is I'm a doofus Weatherby. You can't figure, t- can't put two and two together. And realize that Reggie's part of this fucking problem. No shit. Oh, we cut back to the Cooper house, and Betty's in the kitchen with her parents, and she says, okay, Polly had the twins, and Alice just is devastated. She goes, she didn't want us to be a part of their lives. I understand why she didn't tell. Is she okay? And Betty says, yeah, they are. And Betty says, I found your son. His name is Charles. And Hal is super fucking annoyed, and he's angry. Mm Mm-hmm. And Alice is both like, 
hopeful, sad, hopeful, sad. Your father's right. We, we, we don't need to pursue this. Well, and also, it's worth bringing up, Betty goes, I did it for you, Mom. Mm-hmm. And Alice is just stunned silent. Yeah. Looking, at, and there's this look on her face of, oh my God, I can't believe you would do that for me. Yeah. Because, you know, Alice and Betty haven't been getting along great. Alice has been kind of a straight up bitch to Betty. Though Betty's been a real see you next Tuesday to her mom as they're well. Been, they're fighting. They're fighting hard. Absolutely. And so this was a real, this was, this was a nice moment for them. Cut to the white worm and Sweet Pea is playing Mortal Kombat. <laughs> two, I might add. Oh, two. I didn't see the two. <laughs> I don't know the difference in the Mortal Kombat. I just know it's not Street Fighter. That's what I know. It's more violent. Street Fighter is awesome. Finish I, I was the queen of the mud button mashing. Yeah, Mortal Kombat was just fun with how bloody and violent it was. Meh. Anyways, uh, Jughead is ranting, Principal Willoughby is profiling us! And Tony literally is just giving him the side of, you sound like a crazy conspiracy nut. What's next? Brain implants controlling what we think? Sweepy is saying, oh my god, you're a fucking moron. We're going to a better school. They have textbooks and a computer lab. And, and Sweepy chimes in, and toilets, toilets that flush! <laughs> like, uh, if I have to take my jacket off from, you know, 9 to 3, I'm okay with that. And Jughead is just, like, incredulous. Like, this is the worst possible thing that could ever happen to Jughead. Is he has to take off his jacket. I'm starting to hate Jughead. No. Uh, He's just, uh, no, we'll talk about that more later. Y'all gotta yank it back around for me, though. Archie's in a garage with Secret Agent Adams. <laughs> Secret Agent Adams. We should call him Secret Agent Adams. That's his name, is Secret Agent Adams. No, his name is FBI Agent Adams, but No, he's... he introduced himself as Secret Agent Adams. Or, no, Special Agent. He was Special Agent Adams, and I just keep saying Secret Agent Adams. <laughs> I know. Secret Agent. Let's, let's do it. Secret Agent Adams. Because I don't really think he's with the FBI, or he's not there on official FBI business. Anyway. Something is amiss. You have something? Uh, there, there was an accident in Vale. It may not have been an accident. Problem number five. Because he's a minor, this guy has no agency to make a deal with him. No. Minors can't enter a contract. So Archie's like, um, I'll help, but my dad has to be okay and he can't go to jail. Um, and then he tells him, you know, Nick assaulted Veronica and if Hiram, Hiram had found that out, special agent Adam says, then Hiram would have a motive to cause the accident. Archie's like, well, I might be able to get to Nick, but... And then Special Agent Adam's like, you need a Trojan horse. Uh, uh, you have to get there with something that doesn't have to do with the lodges. Can you think of anything? Who read some stupid case book on how FBI guys do shit and wrote that into the damn script? And Archie's like, yeah, I think I know something. And he's just kind of a little like, fine. I will say, as stupid as some of this shit is, KJ Appa's doing a very good job with his material. Uh-huh. He's playing this very well. Oh, no, no, no. I, 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 props to him. I believe he's a dumb 16-year-old. Yeah. Unfortunately, none of it will be admissible in court because Special Agent Adams does not know how to do his fucking job. Nope. So Archie goes to Thistlewood. And uh, Cheryl opens the door and is like, what do you want, Archie? And he's like, you want another check from Nick? And she's like, well, yeah. And he goes, I was going to go to see Nick, um, but I need to borrow one of Jason's blazers. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, Betty is sleeping. And then she wakes up and Alice is there. And Alice says, we can't tell your father, but I want to see him. I want to see my son. Aww. Mm-hmm. But also she looks a little crazy, which... No, she just looks so beaten down. She does. She needs some kind of a win in her life. Next day at school, and Jug is defying the rules. He is wearing his jacket. And he walks into the doghouse, and the other serpents are not wearing their jacket. But all of the football players are wearing their Letterman jacket. (laughs) So, (laughs) that's a lovely juxtaposition. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, it's way fucking obvious what they're trying to accomplish here. Good job, costume designers. Lame. Super lame there. (laughs) Reggie sees this and like, take it off. Take it off, rat boy. Okay, I like that nickname for Jughead. It's coming from Reggie. Yes. Reggie's the only one who can call him that. Just like, the only person who can call Archie, Archie Kins, is Veronica. Uh-huh. Um, so then a fight breaks out. Veronica sees it, and she goes and gets Principal Weatherby a week's t- detention for fighting. And I told you, Mr. Jones, to take off that jacket or you're suspended. 
Look, his arm's suspended, and he walks away. Oh, my God. Archie ties a tie. Yeah, he's, he's suiting up. Suit up. <laughs> I put blossoming up as well, because he's totally trying to be Jason. That is, I think, one of the lamest things you've ever said in your life. Hello. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to keep track now. Oh, oh, it's going to get so much worse. Oh, bad. Sad. Uh, Hiram and Hermione ask Veronica about how the transition's going. The integration's and not going great, we hear. I think uh, some kids are having trouble looking the part. Perhaps a charitable donation will help out with the fashionably misguided. Oh, oh my, my god. god. This is so fucking rich, girl. I want to punch you in the face. The lodges are the worst humans. Marie Antoinette. Go fuck yourselves. Ugh. So Alice and Betty go to a really scuzzy motel. $40 for a single, $20 for a bunk. Uh, they said we're uh, we're looking for Charles Smith. Do you know him? And he just kind of like yeah, room two thirty seven. I just realized. Do you know what that reference is? Is that Shining? Yep. <gasps> I'm so smart. I've only seen that movie once. Well, there was that documentary Room two thirty seven that came out. That was I the whole big that. deal. <gasps> I feel so smart. Yay me. Yay. <laughs> uh, so they go up this creepy stairwell, and they go knock on the door. And okay, but it's not a creepy stairwell. It's like an office building that they've just got a flickering fluorescent light on. This is a really creepy motel. Sort of. To me, it looks like a it's Ramada. It's well lit, but it's gross. It, it it's looks a La Quinta. Me, it looks like a La Quinta that somebody just kind of halfway dirtied up. Whatever. Anyways. It wasn't good. Uh, they knock on the door. We hear voices just come in, and Alice comes in, and we see a guy... In this room that is very sparsely furnished, uh, there are drapes over the window. There's a video camera. There's just it's just grody. Uh huh. A hovel is the appropriate word for it. And Alice starts. You know, my name is Alice, and this is my daughter Betty, and we're. And he starts. I know who you are. They gave me your address when they kicked me out. I went by your house once. Must have been a nice place to grow up. And Betty's like, <laughs> and and Alice is like, you didn't want to come in and meet us. And he Charles says, uh, I got the feeling you didn't want someone like me around. That's not true. And he looks at Betty and says, You're lucky she wanted to keep you. Uh, and Alice starts Charles, and he interrupts her and says, It's Chick. But you wouldn't know that. You have to go. I have a client on my way. And Alice kind of looks around and is like, What kind of work do you do? What do you think? Fantasy fulfillment. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way it's not some sex work. He's a webcam dude. Probably. Whatever he's involved in, it ain't great. It's not above board. No. No, it's def mm. definitely not. So um, then we see Alice and Betty make their way to the car, and then Alice is crying in the car. And it's sad. It's very sad. I know. I, yeah, it's sad. Alice needs a win. Well, you know, when you give your child up for adoption, you hope that you're giving them a better life than you could have given them, and that didn't happen. Not for him. No. Cut to the white word. Jughead is playing Mortal Kombat. And the FP is like, you want to tell me why you're not in school? And Jughead's like, Weatherby is disrespecting the serpents. First of all, let me stop right there. What the hell, Jug? It's like, calm the fuck down. <laughs> You wanted us to take off our skins. skins. FP. He's like, serpents never take, you know, shed their skins. And FP's like, I know the laws, boy, but what's going on, Jug? <laughs> like, he's like, quit the bullshit, kid. Like, I love how FP just, like, cuts right to it. Well, the first the first line he gives, I just love it. It's like, you mean, you mean your jackets? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Jughead explains, you know, at Southside High, we had a place. It was crappy, but it was, it was ours. And we had a family. I had a home. And FP's like, you know, I, I hear you, um, but getting arrested isn't gonna for truancy isn't gonna help. And he's like, you gotta remember, serpents hibernate. I, you think I like cleaning toilets? No, but it's what I gotta do. Just like going to Riverdale High is what you gotta do. Lay low, and just don't stop being a serpent. So like, Effie's like, suck it up, stop being an ass. What a twit. Okay, to be fair, Jughead is being a teenager. This is a typical teenager bullshit. Okay, but he's so unconvincing. This is not Cole Sprouse's forte. Let's just leave it at that. No, I, I like the earnestness, the eagerness of it, but they just took it too far. 
Yeah. Like, uh-huh. they just, yeah, some of the, using all of the serpent language is just where it went too far. Too much. Uh, we, okay, so now we're at Greenwich Prep, and Nick St. Clair is in bed with casts on his legs. His face seems okay, though. Yeah, and Archie shows up, and he says, nice storm. Uh, what are you doing here? I'm here for Cheryl. That check you wrote got lost, and you're going to write him another one for double. You're seriously here for money? Fine. Checkbook's in the cabinet. Yeah, so Archie gets that and gives him, gives him the checkbook, and how did this happen? Uh, I, was, I was skiing. Uh, he's like, what do you care? And Archie's, I just love Archie's line. You must really suck at skiing, Nick. Uh, what do you care? And Archie's just like, seems weird. And he's starting to like press down on the cast a little bit. And Nick is thinking, you're not here for Cheryl. You're here for Ronnie. Mm-hmm. And Archie's like, no, I'm, I'm here for Cheryl. You, you know, you, I don't remember you being friends with Cheryl. You were high the entire time. No, I think you're a hick. And you're beginning to realize how deep you're in. And I don't warn you, when Veronica Lodge smells blood, she'll turn on you too. And then Archie punches the shit out of him. Why? Why? What provoked the punching? I guess the near rape of his girlfriend. There's that. It's calling him a small town hick. And it's also that. It's also him thinking so little of Veronica that she would think of that of him too. Yeah, well, Archie, um, I'm, I'm in for a shocker here. That's what she thinks of you. Yeah. Um, Nick knows Veronica better than Archie does. Yes, he does. Yep. Uh Jughead right. wears his jean jacket to school. Jughead is dressed like Susan Moon Jughead. And we go into the doghouse, and what the hell? The other serpents are wearing a uniform. Khakis and polo shirts. Uh, apparently, uh, Principal Weatherby gave them to us because a, da- a donor thought some students may not be able to afford the a proper attire. Tony's got a polo. Sweet Pea has a mock turtleneck. No, it's a full-on turtleneck because, you know, you have to cover your tattoos, and he's got a neck tattoo. <laughs> and like, where's Fogarty? He refused to wear the uniform, so he got suspended. So it's conform or be cast out. Which is, th- this is where that type of language made sense. Where it's like, literally, I have to, we have to dress like clones in order to be allowed to be, like, that is where it made sense. Nobody else did. And yeah, it's, it's weird. So then it's Archie and Veronica in a classroom. Nick tells Veronica that he got beat up by Archie and got his nose broken. Archie's like, look, I can explain. I would love to know why you would go attack Nick St. Clair in New York. Uh, Because of what he did to you. Uh, How did you know about that? And then Cheryl shows up and says, I told him I I needed money. Um... And I, I asked him to do that, and I'm sorry about betraying your confidence. By the way, I, to- I love, I told him the truth about that staph infection of a human. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. And that brooch. Holy crap, that spider brooch. It's, I know she's had it before, but it stood out way more than I've ever seen it How before. did she get that back? Because she gave it to Jughead. When she I was going to kill herself. I don't know. He probably gave it back to her. That's fine. But these are the type of continuity errors that they need to fix. It's lazy. It's just lazy. She gave that to him in episode 13 of season one. But do you expect it to really ever get better? It is the CW after all. No, I, I have, I, I'm starting to get, um, Ryan Murphy vibes. Uh oh. Yeah, that's not a good thing. That's not a good thing. We can talk about that later. From our TV genius. Nope, 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 nope. All right, so we cut to the Cooper house. Uh, Betty's in Polly's room, and she's looking through. There's different boxes, you know, give away, throw away, and she sees the nightlight. And she picks up the nightlight from the throwaway pile. She grabs her keys, and she goes back to where Chick is. And she goes down his hallway, and he's outside his door getting beaten up by someone, and his arm is just gushing blood. She maces the guy who's who's beating him up and takes him away with her. So that, that happened. So that happened. Um, Archie and Veronica are at Pops, and Veronica's like, something is off. You're hiding something. And Archie's like, yeah... He's like, I wanted revenge for what Nick did, but Cheryl was blackmailing me. 
because I kissed Betty. It was a crazy, out of control night, and forty minutes later, the Black Hood was burying me alive. I do love Veronica's take of what, when, why, and how. Yes, we haven't talked about it since, and I don't think we're ever going to talk about it. And you can see Veronica like game this whole out in her head. So this was a good bit of at- acting from her, but you can tell she swallows her anger and is just like, "It's okay, I believe you," because you're telling me the truth. And Archie's like, I love you, Ronnie. But you you can see it all over her face. This is such a good moment for her of like, I, 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 he, she knows. He loves her. Well, no. It's just like, this is unforgivable for me, but right now it doesn't serve my other purpose, so I can't do anything about it. And this proves Nick's, what Nick said. As soon as she smells blood, she's going to turn on you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's only going to stay with Archie for as long as it serves her purpose. Absolutely. Yep. That was the point altogether. Mm-hmm. Mm. You see, Betty brings Chick home, and Hal and Alice rush to get a first aid kit to help him because his arm is bleeding. Why didn't she take him to a fucking hospital? But because he's involved in shady stuff. Duh, but He's got still. a gash in his arm. Whatever. His parents are secret <laughs> doctors. I don't know. They work for the Riverdale Register. They're not doctors. Yeah, but you don't know where their investigative reports have led. Eh. All right, so we cut back to school, and Jughead is dressed appropriately. He's, he's dressed, in uniform. He's in uniform with the other serpents. He goes, welcome to the Swords and Serpent Clubs. We're a great gaming group, and we, we are going to do world building and role playing scenarios. He's got this big logo on the chalkboard. And Tony's like, okay, but what is it? And he goes, it's a club for us. It's a safe haven to be serpents on school hours under their noses. We're lying low in the tall grass. Yeah, that was the line where they should have stopped it and was like, it's a safe place for us to still be serpents un- during school hours. Because you, cause then, they, then they cut to all the other serpents and they're like, yeah, okay, this is great, good. All right, cool, we get you. You're keeping us together. That was a good moment for them. And then they added that line. It was like, oh, no, thank you. So annoying. Yes. Uh, then we cut to Cheryl, and she's going up to her mother's like, I solved all our problems, Mommy. Blood money from the St. Clair's, and this time you have my blessing to deposit it. Your and not in of, the fire. Your days of being a courtesan are over. Penelope takes a check and folds it and puts it in her bra and says, Why would I do that when I'm having such a good time? <laughs> Horrified Cheryl. <laughs> so Penelope's enjoying this new life. Now... This is not a reputable position by any means, but I do understand Penelope has had to live her entire life by this very strict set of rules and uh, procedures and all that shit and maintain a certain veneer. Now she's kind of free to do whatever the fuck she wants. Uh Uh-huh. And she doesn't care. Nope. So I kind of, I get it. It's not great, but I understand not great for Cheryl. It's entertaining, so I'm going to allow it. <laughs> uh, Alice tucks Chick into bed, and he says, you'll be safe here. And he rolls over. He says, good night, Alice. Good night, Al- Hal. With almost no emotion whatsoever. And he rolls over and sees the nightlight that Betty put back up on the wall, which is sweet. Like, <laughs> that's the family nightlight. Sure, except he's fucking creepy. Uh, Archie and Veronica are in bed. And of course they are. They have a very physical relationship. That's okay. I, okay, I'm fine with that. Uh, they just We just need a line about them using protection, just as a service to the fact that this is a teenage uh, pointed show. Oh, that would be so nice. Just I, I literally just need one comment from Fred or from Hermione that, like, y'all are being safe, right? I'm like, oh, yeah, we are. Hell, just put it. a box of condoms on the side table. It, it would be so funny. Like, <laughs> it, it'd be fine. It's fine. Whatever. Archie said, asks Veronica, you know, why didn't you say anything about Nick? And Veronica says, I felt foolish for not seeing him for who he really was. And Archie says, did you tell anyone? Just Kevin. That's, That's it. it. And Archie doesn't believe her. Oh, no. Mm-mm. So now, now what I like about this is that Archie's starting to realize that Veronica's lying to him. Uh-huh. And I really think he's going to realize that she is a part of the Lodge. Like, whatever's, whatever Hiram's doing, Veronica's going right along with it. But right now, the other question I think he's really asking is, am I okay with that? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm Mr. Do-Right. Am I okay with this girl lying to me? Yeah. 
So then Archie's meeting with Secret Agent Adam. We answered that question kind of quick. Because I want Veronica protected. And Secret Agent Adams is like, okay, cool. I want it in writing. Yes, but you can't get emotional. When you get emotional, you get sloppy. What the fuck? Also, get it in writing. Sure, yeah, except you can't make a contract. You can't sign it. And then Archie asks the real question. He goes, so you've been following me for a while. So you know about the Black Hood. Yeah, good catch. Uh, do you... I was like, I haven't talked to anybody about this, but in your professional opinion, do you think we got the right guy? Because I'm not so sure. Yeah. Which is... I really love that they've brought that back up because he was just like, yeah, we got him. And then we only got that hint that it wasn't over from Betty. And so I really like that. This episode... We don't get it from Betty, but we're getting it from Archie. Because Archie knew when he saw Svensson, mm-hmm. this isn't him. No. I know it's not him. Yeah. And so Archie's been holding this back the whole time. Yes, and you know he's dying to talk to Betty about it, but they can't talk about it because of the kiss. Nope. Nope. Um, but I also feel like we got just the hint, a hint of a flinch from Star- Special Agent Adams. I almost felt like he was like, oh, shit, I don't want to deal with that right now. That doesn't serve my purpose. Maybe. But I also think that Secret Agent Adams has to do, is part of that group. Yes. Or he's working for the coordinator of that group. He is not there for the purpose that he says he is. Oh, hell I don't believe no. that. Nobody this incompetent could be. So then our narrator says that Archie took another step into darkness. And then we get Chick watching Betty sleep. Um, he kind of goes to her door. He sees her sleeping. She rolls over. He leaves. Then she rolls again, and he turns back. And then he gets really close and is staring at her. Riverdale. Okay, so some people thought that his staring at her was like, he's going he's gonna to hurt her, he's going to molest her, something like that. And I thought of it as more of, okay, he's a really angry guy, clearly. His life has been shitty, and he's got two siblings who've had a seemingly perfect life, and they just didn't want me. That's what he's living with. Okay, that's fair. Fine. I think he's looking at her and being like, do we look alike? Are we? Do we have anything in common? Is she fucked up like I'm fucked up? But she just looks like, but she just looks perfect? Because for some reason, she came back to, to see me. Why did why did this perfect, pretty, beautiful girl? What's going on? Try to save me. Yeah. The trash human. Like it. I think it is creepy, and it's supposed to be creepy. Oh hell yeah! But it's I don't. It's not in a threatening. No, it's not in a. a yeah, it's not a threatening or bad way. It's more of a. What am I doing here, and what is the deal? Uh huh. It's more. It's more curious. Than anything else. For now. For now. I mean, okay. We know that Betty has some sort of mental illness. And we know that it's something that's definitely shown up in the family tree before. She has a darkness. Of course. There's no way Chick doesn't have a similar darkness. Oh, of course. So. Well, let's circle back to your uh, Ryan Murphy comment. Oh, okay. So, well, that uh, that's not even spoilery. Um, Ryan Murphy creates great shows. He is a wonderful idea um he's done really good with uh american horror story um with that format being okay each season is a different theme same thing with american crime story yes also that's brilliant for him my biggest problem with his shows like nip tuck and glee were that you created these awesome characters you gave them this wonderful structure and then it all falls apart because everything just goes to chaos and no and and he doesn't know how to run a show Nobody grows organically or naturally, and everyone just loses their purpose. Well, he also ditches about two seasons in on yeah, everything. Yeah, he, he ditches, and that's part of the problem. He doesn't hire people, and that could also be Brad Falchuk, who is his producing partner. Um, that just seems to consistently happen with his shows. I, I don't see it happening as much with American Horror Story, because every season you start over, and that's great, and that works, and I think that's doing great for him, even though American Horror Story is not my thing. R.A.S., who created this show, worked on Glee with him. Uh-huh. So I'm very concerned that he learned some of those bad habits. Because I get that vibe from this. That they've just stopped caring about shit? 
I I said it in our mid-season review that I feel like the A squad left to go do Sabrina. Uh-huh. And the B squad, not that they're doing a horrible job, but they're just not being watched as closely as they probably should, and we need to tighten it up. That's what I think is happening. We do. But here's my concern. Mm -hmm. It's not going to happen. What do you mean? It's not going to get tightened up? Yeah. I don't think they're going to do it. It Okay. It depends on how strong their through line story is for the rest of the season. It's true. Because we can have a shitty episode, but still have a good season and have a good um, rhythm. We had it in season one. There were Season some, one was great. I mean, there was some... The middle episodes were just like, what the fuck? And then by the end, we caught up and we're fine. I think this is a show that probably really only needs 13 episodes. And like I've said before, and I think I'm going to be saying it for the rest of the season, that those first nine episodes are really just season 1.5. Except and they we're, were just now starting season two. Except those were really good. Some of them were. Not all of them. There were some real snoozers. But I think this is the real season two. Boy, it better be. Well, they did. I mean, they started off with a bang. You know, Archie's talking to the FBI. And, you know, uh, we've got this huge conflict between all of the kids with them coming back to Riverdale. I think that's a great plot device. It really is. But I'm Cheryl's kidding. mom's the hooker. You know, the, you know, this stuff is ripe, ripe for problems, and that's good. And you need those plot devices, and it all makes sense. I'm just getting so sick of Jughead. It's really sad. I really love the idea of Dark Jughead. We loved that. But then make him dark. Don't make him annoying. It, no, it would make sense with him with that turn to to just be like. I am not giving this thing up. I have gone full in, and I am not giving up. Like that makes sense. But it's just the language they've given him is so immature. And that's where I'm like, you're kind of betraying this character. Uh-huh. But it's okay. It's okay. For now. For now. I can be mad about it later. I guess we should watch the preview for next week, right? Yes. So if you haven't listened with us before... Because we've got lots of new people listening. Hello, everybody. Uh, what we like to do is just to help people, anybody avoid spoilers for the next week. Some people like to remain spoiler-free. What we're going to do is we're going to... Um, play some music, and then after the music break, we're going to have just watched the next time on. We're going to discuss that, and then we're going to discuss any potential spoilers that may have come up from either Reddit, on the internet, anything else we've heard about what's going on. But if you super enjoyed it, rate, review, put us up on iTunes. Yeah. Or, and if you have any questions or comments, you can shoot us an email at macintoshandmod at gmail.com. Oh, that'd be great. All right, and as always, hashtag go Bulldogs. Arching high retention. Uh-huh. We get some wrestling, that wrestling that Kevin uh, mentioned a couple episodes back. Oh, Hiram is for sure the new volunteer wrestling coach. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. And as predicted, Betty is going to talk to Chick about this darkness that's in her. There's some side-eye from Chick with a smirk on his face about realizing what Betty knows. Oh, yeah. And he's totally going to exploit that. I don't know for what purpose, but he's going to use that. And Hal is not happy. That kid is not Hal's. No, it, no. he's not. And I think Hal knows that. Oh, of course And that's why he, he didn't want to see him. He doesn't want to see the kid. He knows it's not his kid. He knows... I bet you he, ha he had a... He, they had a paternity test. I bet you. Well, and he that's also... we're going to find out. Sorry. He, he knows that there's something in this line... That's a problem mm -hmm. that he's not a part of. Yep. Which I will say, they did an amazing job casting that kid. Because he looks so much like Machen Amick. It's the eyebrows. That brow is very similar. Guess who else he looks like? No, he. I know people are saying, well, he looks like FP. They purposely made him look more like Alice to, to just further that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But he kind of looks like FP, too. No, I don't think so. I think that's a stretch. He looks like Major Namek. I also don't think that he is FP's kid, necessarily. It could be somebody else, someone we haven't made. Oh, yes, and there's going to be tension between Josie and Veronica. She does not want to be manipulated by a lodge. Hmm, maybe, ooh, Josie finds out about the lodges contributing to her mom's re-election campaign. Also, 
Jughead's doing some protesting? It looks like it. He's walking around with headphones on. It kind of looks like Jughead's reverting back to his old self and how he's carrying himself in school. He's just kind of like that outcast loner guy. Well, also, Jughead, like, shows up to a thing with duct tape over his mouth. Yeah, so it's probably some sort of protest. Yeah. That makes the most sense. Something's going down. Yeah. But, unfortunately, I don't think Kevin Keller's the wrestler in this episode. I'm pretty sure it's Archie. Uh, well... I mean, Kevin Kevin Keller's going to be a wrestler. I've seen the pictures of the wrestling team. They're both on the wrestling team. That's fair. No, actually, I think the wrestler's Hiram. Ah. I think that's how we get into all this. Anyway. That would make the most sense. Good stuff. Yeah. Kicking into high gear Mark and Soilus. Yeah. No, I I remember when he got cast, I was like, mm, that's a good choice. That's a good choice. The actual spoiling was some casting news that came up. Okay. Um, None other than Andy Cohen of Bravo TV is going to show up as a friend of the Lodges. He is playing himself, though. Oh, God. I saw that and I was like, of course. Gross. I'm a little... As in a lot addicted to the housewives of everywhere. I love it. I'm a little. It's if a not train wreck. I just can't look away. I'm a little, if not a lot, so tired of seeing that guy's mug everywhere. You know what? He has been a brilliant businessman. I don't... So you know what? More power to him. And he's one of the few uh, network executives who's actually so public. I mean, name another network where the owner is everywhere, and you know who he is. As some people said, Bravo used to do operas. No, it does. Wine throwing. <laughs> I've I've drinking all, all the, the throwing, throwing wine. wine. Oh, I'm so glad we're back. <laughs> yeah. All right. Until next time, guys. Bye. Take a moment to review and rate us on iTunes, and for questions and comments, drop us an email at macintoshandmod at gmail.com.